0: Today we're talking about oversharing and how much is too much and at what point do you lose the trust of your family and friends because we've crossed some arbitrary line and now people aren't comfortable or have worries that we're going to be sharing parts of their personal lives.
1: Welcome back to Find Gina Marie, our journey to relocate to Europe. And build connections with people we meet along the way.
0: If you're new here, I'm Judy. And I'm Kevin. Outside of even just protecting our family and friends and preserving our relationships, we're aware that it's a little bit invasive even to us to be opening our apartment and our home to what may be initially strangers, maybe just the discomfort that will be judged by some of our decisions or some of the things we've said or just who we are. I know that sometimes the internet can be like an unfriendly place. We're
1: not talking about our home as in our physical home so much as our emotions, the things that we're struggling with, the things that we're doing here. And a lot of that could be completely opposite of what somebody would think is the right thing to do. I mean, we've already had people say, why would you give up this beautiful San Francisco apartment? (laughs) You know, it's gorgeous. And yeah, it is gorgeous, but... This is not an easy journey we're taking, and it requires us to be brave and sometimes do things that when it comes out on camera, we might say that wasn't what we wanted to happen. (laughs) So this is scary. This would be a lot easier if we were talking about this in post, like we already did all this and we're just giving you the wrap up of here's how we got to Europe. We're not there yet. So this is all brand new.
0: Right. So we're going to be making a lot of mistakes along the way. We definitely don't have all of the answers. And quite frankly, even if this was a post and we're filling you in on all of the things that we did, we would still be making mistakes.
1: Oh, yeah. And we'd like to share the mistakes. It's just that we could edit them properly. (laughs) Now you're seeing them in real time, but we're still being careful not to include people and topics that didn't sign up for this. Right. There's also the concern that some of the things we're trying to accomplish, some of the things we're trying to move forward with aren't concrete yet. They're still in kind of a a vapor state where they're not really done, and anything we misstep with them could be something that derails them. I want to talk about their plans, but I don't want to wreck our plans at the same time. So there's a real delicate balance there.
0: And I work in cybersecurity where... You know, not having a social media presence is the ideal. Like our physical location and intimate details about our lives are on the internet forever because there's no pulling it all down. Once it's out there, it'll be there forever. Well,
1: I had a, a previous life where I was working back at a company that I started and I was getting frustrated with my job. And I started to get that itching feeling to start another company so I started a blog. and you Which know, was
0: also a way for you to like deal with your emotions and feelings and be creative.
1: Yeah, but this was back when, this was 2006. 15, yeah, 15, 16 years ago, where it was still a pretty private area and not everybody saw everything you did. So I started this blog, Entrepreneurial Seduction, and talked about my feelings about starting companies and how companies should be run. And at one point I was frustrated at what I was doing, which was hard because I was working for a company that I used to be a partner in. And I just said, you know, I really hate my job. I need to start my own company again at some point because I just can't stand what I'm doing day to day. Well, you know, I have an obscure blog that no one's going to read except my boss at the time. (laughs) And he came into my office with a printout of my pages from my blog, threw them on the desk, said, you hate your job, huh? That is the ultimate and awkward. When you've put something out there, you've upset somebody else. It turned out okay, because we talked it through and talked why I was having troubles. I also ended up leaving that company, starting my own company, which was a really good company. And I was really happy with it. And and we got to do a lot of cool stuff because of that. But that's not the way we want to do it. We don't want to put our foot in it. And somehow... Have things implode. Have things implode or have somebody walk into our apartment yelling at us for sharing, -sharing. (laughs) oversharing.
0: Oversharing. I have an example as well. Several years back, I was working for a company and one of my colleagues overshared about everything. And you knew every detail of that person's life. And everybody in the office knew every detail about that person's life. It kind of worked against them. I definitely took note of that and felt like, you know what, I'm going to keep my life strictly strictly professional. People at work don't need to know about my private life. They don't need to know all the gory details that are happening. You know, just keep things on the surface and keep your private life private. In some ways, that just felt much safer. And definitely for me, sharing my life and exposing everything feels very risky.
1: Yeah, it does. In a perfect world, what you do at work should be based on what you do at work. It should be performance-based, it should be everything else. But people see what you're doing in your off hours because of Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything else. And yeah, that's going to affect your, per, your professional career at some time, which, you know, whether it's right or wrong, it, it does happen. You know, we're not trying to hide anything necessarily on this channel because there's really nothing devious we're doing. (laughs) In fact, most of it's just uh, we don't know what comes next. So that's a really hard thing to get in trouble for, not knowing what the timing is or where we're going or when we're doing something. So ambiguous is good, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, I don't know. I guess the older that I've gotten, the more I feel like you can share a tiny bit of yourself and play it safe Or you can allow yourself to be vulnerable. You can allow yourself to be human and flawed. And in some respects, there are going to be people who are going to judge you for some of those things. But there are also people who are going to embrace you because they know more about you. I feel like when you are vulnerable, then people can relate to you a little bit more. That's maybe part of what we're trying to do here with this channel.
1: I agree. Being a perfect person on the internet, nobody likes Mr. and Mrs. Perfect. That is just not cool. I've always tried to be very vulnerable with people and it has worked out really well for me because... I think by me being honest and me being vulnerable, it allows someone else to be vulnerable and we get to the heart of problems or come to solutions quicker because we're not sitting there with shields up and trying to defend ourselves. I make mistakes all the time. It's part of life. No one gets by without making mistakes. And the more we can show, here are the things we've done wrong, and we have a wonderful community with the Fine Gene Marie community that has come in and said, hey, here's a way you could do that a different way, or here's a country you could explore, or here's something else you could do. That is exactly what we're going for with all this. That is the ultimate goal is if we share something and you share back and we all grow because of it, that's ideal. That's exactly my goal for where we are with this.
0: I definitely feel that being imperfect and having flaws and having things go wrong and being willing to talk about them actually is character building. The people that I want to be closer to are also people who feel like they can come to me because I'm relatable and not because I've got everything all figured out. I have yet to meet somebody who really does have everything figured out. And if their life is so golden and perfect, then we probably can't be super great friends because you feel like in some respects that we have nothing in common. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on, you're perfect. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> perfect to me. Aww. Aww. we've lost half our audience. It's okay.
0: At least for right now, we are very privileged to be living in San Francisco and have a view of the Golden Gate Bridge. Even in our opening montage, we've got bridges. And I think subconsciously, they've always been super important to both of us. Yeah, we're taking a lot
1: of pictures of them on our trips. It's just something we love to look at in any city we've been. Right.
0: And it's really connecting two sides Mm -hmm. and you meet in the middle and you get someplace that you couldn't have gotten without that bridge. And I think that that's just really a metaphor for what we're trying to do here.
1: I read something or heard something online that in America, when people introduce themselves, one of the first things they ask is, what do you do? And we do it all the time. We're guilty of it. It's just a common thing. If you don't know who the person is, hey, what do you do? So that puts job first. That puts that is the most important thing in people's lives, and after having that called out, you know, in Italy, that's just, that's not necessarily the first question. In other parts of Europe, maybe that's not the first question because the job isn't the most important thing. And the more we've talked about it, the more we've thought about it. We don't want to be asking people. What do you do? Maybe It's
0: just a subset of who somebody is.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that we've done on our trips is ask people, why do you live in this city? You know, what excites you about it? What what makes you passionate about it? We want to know the local stuff, not the touristy stuff. You know, why would we choose to live here? And that kind of conversation kicks off deeper conversations. So many of them that have been enlightening to us, sharing that question has led people to ask us, why wouldn't you want to live in the U.S.? You know, they... They see their life as smaller than if they lived in the U.S. And we see our life as smaller because we're not living in Europe. Everyone has their own greener grass somewhere. And these conversations are so wonderful and so enlightening.
0: For sure. When we were in... Italy doing our tour, trying to figure out where we might want to live, we specifically asked servers and people, uh, tour guides, why do you live in this city? We are thinking of moving here. And some of them were quite perplexed. (laughs) Here? Why would you want to live in my little town? It's so
1: small. (laughs) It's so tiny.
0: I have a friend that I met when when we moved to San Francisco. It always struck me that he asked really thought-provoking questions like, what are your New Year's resolutions? What are the three things that you find joy in doing? I don't know, really thought-provoking questions that I was not used to anybody ever asking yeah. me. And and I could just really appreciate and dig into those kinds of questions. They're certainly not the th- first things that flow in my mind. They're
1: not always easy to answer. They aren't
0: always easy to answer. But I could just appreciate that we spend a lot of time, especially in the U.S., talking about the weather. Like, what do we learn from one another when we talk about the weather?
1: It's safe. That's our defense system. You know, maybe we don't want to ask the tough questions. Maybe we're a little afraid of getting a tough question back. So let's keep it light. Let's keep it just conversational and talk about the weather and, you know, How this traffic's been or how the sports teams are, you know, those are all very safe topics, but they never get you anywhere, really.
0: You never know what kind of conversation or life-changing experience you're going to have by just opening up to some of these more meaningful questions. Maybe some of that is oversharing, but there's just so much beauty in doing that.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it's oversharing if it's cooperative.
0: Our intention is to keep our family and friends out of our channel unless they've specifically asked us to share something. But otherwise, this story is ours. And I think that we want to just hold that as what our bar is for oversharing. We've learned so much from watching other people's YouTube channels and we've been encouraged by some of other people's adventures and we really want to pay it forward and provide that to our viewers as well.
1: And what we're trying to do is maybe teach a little bit, definitely learn a little bit because we want to hear from you. We want to hear in the comments, uh, questions you have, uh, answers you have to the questions we put out, any kind of sharing that you can give us to Help us to communicate better to you what we're trying to do. If we're missing points, if there's things we're not talking about, we'd certainly like to share more.
0: Well, sure. We, at, at a minimum, just if we're going in a bad direction or you have some insights and can save us a little bit of pain and heartache along the way, please, <laughs> please. send us your feedback. <laughs>
1: Definitely. So, the goal here is to overshare in a good way, you know, that we can do the things on camera. That show that we're vulnerable, that we make mistakes, but that we're going to reach our ultimate goal, which is to move to Europe. We're excited every time we talk about what the next step could be, mainly because this is real time. (laughs) Nothing is written yet. So the book is blank pages after this, and we're trying to fill it in.
0: If you know somebody who you think might enjoy following along with us, please pass along our YouTube details to them. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already.
1: And give us a like if you're enjoying these videos. And go to findinggeniemarie.com to contact us on Twitter, send us an email, or just hit us up in the comments.
0: Until next time. Until next time. This story, this finding...
1: (laughs) What is this channel? (laughs) anyway? Finding answers to. Oh. <laughs>